As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Hey, welcome into another edition of Financial Choices Matter podcast with Charles Scott, fiduciary advisor at Peloton Capital Management, serving you in the Scottsdale area. Find them online at pelotoncapital.com. That is pelotoncapital.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, get notifications about upcoming episodes. Check out past episodes, whether you use iTunes or Google Play or iHeart or Stitcher or various different platform outlets. Nowadays, a lot of folks like to listen to podcasts while they're traveling in the car or doing work. You can Bluetooth those right to your car nowadays. So an alternate way of getting some entertainment and information than just the radio. And hopefully we provide you with a useful nugget or two of information along the way. I'm your host, Mark Kelly, and alongside with Charles. And you can reach out to him at 480-513-1830 if you have some questions or concerns at 480-513-1830. Charles, my friend, how are you this week? I am well, Mark. Thank you very much. Anything new and exciting in your neck of the woods? Mm. Not here. It's just getting hot. Just so getting hot. Yeah. Fine. Did the same thing here as well. So uh, yeah, we're in two different locations, but uh, the only thing exciting going on in my world is uh, I was working on building a pergola for my wife out by the pool and my brother, who's 60, tripped and broke his leg for the first time in his life, got a broken bone. So he was a little bummed out, but all in good spirits all in all. Well, we'll talk about homeowners' liability umbrella coverage on another on another podcast. <laughs> on another show, that's right, on another <laughs> podcast. Luckily, he said he was only going to hold me uh, liable for more pool time, so I figured I was okay, all right. In that yeah, I figured I was pretty good to go there. But all doing well, all things considered. So let's get into our show this week and, and hear from Roberta over in uh, Tucson. My wife was born in Tucson. She actually likes to call it Tucson, oh. just to be different. I don't know yeah, why, just to be yeah. silly. But anyway, Roberta says, Charles, I'm a big believer in my current current company's future. So the majority of my 401k stock is invested in the company stock. I understand that I'm not diversified, but isn't that okay since I know this company so well? Well, Roberta, interesting question. Thank you. And yeah, you are absolutely correct. You're not diversified. And it's always interesting we get the email questions because you can't have a conversation and, and drill down into some of the, right, the points. Right, right. Uh, generalities. That we we need to ca- yeah very much a generality that's okay mm-hmm. it's a majority of your 401k value uh, my question would be how much i mean a majority has got to be more than half so that's okay but if it's way more than half then i would be really really careful and the other question would certainly be what else do you have i mean is it is there some other stuff in your 401k do you have things that are not in a 401k that are just regular investments you know what overall percentage of your whole portfolio is your company stock and I know you know the company, and we have a daughter that actually lives in Tucson and works for a company down there and owns, has the option of buying company stock and has been doing so. So if it's really a significant majority of your overall investment net worth, you might consider hedging it. Okay, and what I mean right. by that is, what happens if something really does go wrong with it, then you're, you know, you're at significant risk from that point of view. And you can use options. I'm not saying that you need to, but I think it's something that, that you should consider. You could use options to hedge a negative movement in price because if you use the options correctly then when the, and you're using them as a hedge, if that stock goes down in value, then the options are going to go up in value because basically what you've done is you've bought a put. And I don't want to get into the technicalities of this stuff, 
but it's a way that you could you could offset some of that risk in that specific stock. And it doesn't have to be for all of the value. You could say, I'm going to try and cover if something really bad happens, cover at least half of what I've got here so that you're going to be making money if it does go down in value. It's just something to think about. It's not a recommendation, but it's easy to love who you work for and they've been doing a really good job for you. And that's great. And you're really happy there and you're making money because you're making money on the stock. Also, that's super. Just be cautious. Just pay attention and yeah. maybe have a maybe have that option to use options in the back of your head if you ever begin to wonder is you know is there something that I need to be worrying about or is the economic condition significantly changing enough that maybe I need to rethink this. So right, you know, right. I mean, good for you. It's I, I'm glad it's working, but let's just begin to build a little bit of a safety net under that just in case. Yeah. Well, Charles, let me play devil's advocate for just a second for this question. And Roberta, not if you're listening to this uh, podcast, not to you know sound harsh or anything, but maybe the people that worked at Enron felt the same way. They knew the company really well. <laughs> not to be a doomsayer and go way back in time here, but I mean, is that, you know, you got to be realistic, right? I mean, I hear people say, Charles, and you correct me if I'm wrong, because this is what you do every day. But, you know, no matter how you feel about something, you really shouldn't have more than, what, about 10% in any one investment? Uh, yeah. If you're trying to be diversified. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hedge that. Okay. All right. Maybe yeah. not. Okay. I, I, I mean, it's just going to depend. We haven't come across this yet, Mark, but my favorite answer most of the time is it depends. Right. Sure. Uh, yeah. Because it depends. It can, um, definitely. I, I'm going to tell, oh no, I'm going to guess, and this is a guess, but the people that really did know what was going on in Enron knew they were cheating. Oh, sure. Certain people, I'm sure, did, yeah. And and so I don't know that it came as a big surprise or not. But yeah, no, I'm okay with if everything that Roberta knows, and let's just assume that she knows enough okay. that she knows. I'm okay with that. All right. Um, Interesting. Oh. I'd, still, I'd still hedge it, to be perfectly honest. Right. Um, and I don't know how old she is. I don't know how close right. to retirement Right, we don't. Exactly. She is. Yeah. The older she gets, the closer to retirement gets. The more she really does need to pay attention to it because, you know, if you retire with a whole bunch of stock right, uh, and something really does go wrong because you're not there anymore, then you've got a giant amount of risk. Right. So, well, fair points. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, great anyway, question. Anyway. And thank you so much for submitting it in. And, I, and it's going to be a lot of fun talking with Charles. I like the fact that we can do some point counterpoint here. And again, I'm not the person that does this every day. I'm going to have a deck built on my uh, house because I could probably attempt to do it, but I'm not going to do it well. So I'm going to turn to someone that does this every day. And, <laughs> and, and so in what I do, I, I talk on the radio every day. But when it comes to you know getting into the nitty gritty here, this is where Charles really shines. So Roberta, definitely reach out to him. Have a conversation. 480-513-1830. Or someone who also has a similar situation. If this is on top of mind for you, give Charles a call and have a conversation with him. 480-513-1830. All right. So Charles, let's talk tax advantages for a moment here on the program. That's fine. You know, yeah. Woohoo. Tax advantages. All right. Look, so of course, saving money on taxes is important, right? So taking advantage of opportunities to defer taxes and avoid taxes or create deductions is usually a good thing. But anytime that I don't know. Tax advantages are being pitched as the primary advantage of an investment. It's probably more of a sales pitch. And I'm going to get your opinion on this. But, you know, you wouldn't buy municipal bonds just because the interest is tax free. You wouldn't buy a fixed annuity solely for the tax deferral. And I wouldn't think you'd pull a mortgage just for the tax deduction. 
you know, in all of those cases, Charles, the tax advantage is kind of an ancillary benefit, maybe not the reason for the investment. What do you think? I'm going to take the opposite. We're going to do point counterpoint for okay. people that are all old right. enough to Let's... remember that it used to be on 60 Minutes. That's right. Let's do uh, it. I'm going to really disagree with the, the basic premise of this. I think tax advantages used correctly are a huge advantage. People buy municipal bonds because they want tax-free income. So I don't think there's an argument against it. It it can goober up your Social Security tax payment taxability. But that's Is, I like that technical other, term, whole, too. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, that's goober up. Um, I like that. That's a financial technical term. It is term, a technical term. I like that. Yes, yeah, sir. I, I know that. It's totally, yeah, it's it's one of the few that yeah, – never mind. I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what that, 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 that I'm not a, a big fan of. And so in some respects with this – the basic premise of this topic, tax deferral. I mean we've been told for years and years and years and years and years, decades, defer, 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 defer. Put it in a 401k. Put it in an IRA because when you retire, you'll be in a lower tax bracket. Right. And the question now is are we going to be in a lower tax bracket? Because tax brackets are historically really darn low now. Mm-hmm. And our philosophy here is if they're going to go up, you need to be prepared for the fact that they may go up. And the way to get around that is to have sources of dollars coming to you, income coming to you that is tax free. So it does become a bigger, it becomes a bigger factor in helping people you know, come up with the investment strategy as they go. I mean, our, our kids are young, they're working, they're gainfully employed, they're not on our payroll anymore. They are both picking the Roth version on their 401k plan. Not the traditional pre-tax dollar. They're taking the tax hit on their dollar today and never, never paying tax on those dollars in the future. That's a tax advantage. I think that makes a big difference. The tax deduction component of this, like for the mortgage that used to make a huge difference for people, has kind of got away with tax law change. Now, that tax law is theoretically going to be in effect till 2025, and then it's going to revert to what it used to be, but it'll get changed way before that ever comes, in my opinion. So a big part of the focus of our strategies for clients is helping them make sure they understand the tax impact now and in the future of what they have and what they're doing and what kind of investment vehicles they might be looking to utilize because this sounds trite this may sound salesy it's not it's like taxes are on sale yeah because they're cheap cheap right now you know so we have to pay attention to that you know if you've got a traditional ira then maybe you ought to look at converting to a roth don't go into a new tax bracket for pete's sake try to you know stay under that you've got tax pay the tax down get it over with Pick what you can control. I don't remember who, you know, death and taxes, that famous. That's right. The two, death and taxes, the only two things that are certain in our lives. And I know which one I can try and control. And it ain't death. So can I control my taxes? If I can, I want to. And the deferral thing is the biggest concern we have when we sit down and talk with folks. And that is you've got everything tax deferred. And you're going to have to start taking money out at 70 and a half for required minimum distributions. And that might get pushed back a year and a half or two. But you realize the impact that it's going to have on you because it just changes everything. As opposed to, you know, can we slide stuff over to the tax advantage, to to the really, truly tax free, not just tax advantage, but tax free. And, you know, how do you do that? There's a couple of ways to do it. But I think it makes a difference. I think it makes a huge difference. And I think it's something that people have 
underestimated the impact. They're surprised when their social security benefits become taxable. It's like, well, that was a tax I already paid. Now you're taxing me on the tax on the money that I'm getting back out of it. What mm-hmm. the heck is this? Mm-hmm. Well, with social security, we're going back to last podcast when social security started, it was not taxable as income and it wasn't taxable from 1935 or six when it started until 1984. And then all of a sudden we decided in the wisdom of the government that they need to tax social security income. So, Let's make tax advantage tax-free, and if that's the focus, then I'm all in. Okay. Well, a great conversation, good-spirited discussion here about our topics today on the podcast uh, between Roberta's email and uh, tax advantages here. So certainly interesting, and I, I look forward to doing more of these shows with you, Charles, because I like the fact that we can have these conversations and, and get some useful information out there that hopefully people are extracting a, a useful nugget or two from. And if you do and you want to run with that or you have a question or concern, before you take any action, reach out to a professional like Charles. He is a fiduciary advisor, so as that fiduciary is going to be doing what's uh, in your best interest. Uh, 480-513-1830, the number to call, 480-513-1830. And I'm going to finish it off on a little fun, positive note here, a little getting to know you moment, Charles, just so I can get to know you better, too. Okay. When you were a little guy. You might be sorry. You might, yeah, you might be sorry. You I, I might be, but that's okay. We'll have fun. We'll share. I shared in the beginning of the show. We'll share here at the end. When you were a little guy, did you get in trouble much? Was there something like a like big trouble you ever got into? This may sound really silly. No, is the answer. I didn't. <laughs> really? But you, no, I really didn't. I was, uh, I don't know. Were you good? Uh, just a good I kid? Was a good, I, was a, I was a good kid. My, but my, it, it, it stemmed from my parents. And I've talked about them some before in, in previous podcasts. They were great parents. That's awesome. I grew up thinking I want to be as good a parent to my kids as they were to me. And one of the things they told me, and it always rang true for me was you know what's right you know what's wrong you choose you're accountable for your choice yeah. it's like damn why you get in trouble <laughs> it didn't, you know it didn't make any sense right and the whole accountability the whole accountability thing was just a real interesting you know if you do something then you need to expect some reciprocal pushback or whatever there's a you know there's an action and a reaction and my dad had a fabulous story that he had a friend a high school friend his best friend in high school my dad was not a big guy and he had a kid that was his best buddy that was i don't know he was like six three and 195 pounds of all muscle and Mm -hmm. he always said to my dad hey hit me hit me in the stomach anytime you want my dad said well what's the point you're always going to be ready he said no hit me anytime and they were walking home together mm-hmm. and my dad was on the right hand side and all of a sudden he just swung as hard as he could roundhouse shot to the guy's stomach mm-hmm. he dropped to the ground the guy got up grabbed my dad's right hand and broke his little finger <laughs> and my dad, dad's comment was okay that's fair oh, you know i did something right, right. I'm, I'm accountable for what's going to happen and he said that was fair he said it was it was a fair trade off. That's the way he looked at it. That's the way he taught us, my two sisters and myself. And so, I did, what was the point of trying to get in trouble when I'm a kid? It never made any sense to me. And I honestly got to do more things and got had more leeway given to me by other parents and in school and everything else because they knew I'd never do anything stupid and get in trouble. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I mean, yeah. And that's I, the story we told our kids all the time. Is this is what you know. 
Nobody wants to be accountable anymore in this society, seemingly. Yeah. It just makes me crazy. Well, you Not know, my, fault. my wife yeah. and I adopted a similar philosophy. We always, My wife always says to my daughter, she's 22 now and, and actually shipping out to the Navy as the time of this podcast, Tuesday, in just a couple of days here. She'll be shipping off to the Navy and super proud of her. And she, um, Absolutely. we've always told her, life is full of choices, make one. You know, But once you do, yeah. just think about wh- when a choice pops up, Think about where both outcomes could roll to the best of your ability and then make one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm thinking a theme here for these podcasts is all this stuff is really complicated financially and life Mm -hmm, is too, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. just keep it simple. Yeah. It doesn't have to be simple, stupid, but keep it simple. (laughs) Think think it through and go with what you know is going to be the best outcome for you and be responsible for that choice. Yeah. Well, maybe we can alter that, what? Charles. We can make it the KISS method. Keep it simply simple. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I like that. Well, something I've never like heard that. that. Yeah, I haven't either. I just came up with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, I think. It's, Occam, it's Occam's razor. There, very good. Yeah, there you go. Fantastic. Well, hey, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me again on the podcast this week. I really enjoy these chats with you. It's a lot of fun. I look forward to hopefully coming back and doing more with you here on Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. We hopefully have provided you with uh, some entertainment, but as well as a useful nugget or two of information about maybe your own financial retirement situation and maybe even a little life thought or two here and there. With fiduciary advisor Charles Scott at Peloton Capital Management, serving you in the Scottsdale area. Find them online at pelotoncapital.com. That's pelotoncapital.com. And give him a jingle at 480-513-1830. Charles, thanks for your time, my friend. I hope you have a great week. Mark, it was really fun and same to you. And we will chat again. We will chat again soon here on Financial Choices Matter, the financial podcast with Charles Scott, fiduciary advisor, Peloton Capital Management. Till next time. Bye-bye. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.